0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. A new government-backed report in the UK has found that women in financial services earn 40% less than their male counterparts. The report, authored by Jane Angadia, head of Virgin Money, has come up with a menu of fixes for the problem, including tying managers' pay to the promotion of women. I'm joined by Emma Dunkley, the FT's retail banking correspondent, and she's been talking to Ms Gadier about the topic. Emma, you've been looking at this report, and it has been quite a long time coming. They've done quite a lot of research around this report to try and find out why there are so few women in senior roles in finance and come up with recommendations for solving the issue.
1: Yes, so jane Ann Gadier, chief executive of the UK's challenger bank, Virgin Money, led this report on behalf of the Treasury and worked with the government on this. It was launched about nine months ago and they've come to the conclusion that there is a lack of gender diversity within senior positions across the financial services sector. It's found that women occupy only 14% of senior roles across companies. So this obviously includes the likes of banks and insurers in the UK. So as a result, one of its key recommendations is that the bonuses of senior managers at financial services companies are linked to the number of women in senior positions and the level of gender diversity. So they've launched a charter setting out a number of ways that financial services firms can achieve this. This includes appointing a senior executive to be responsible for this and setting internal targets. But the report has actually stopped short of imposing an industry-wide level in terms of the number of women that should occupy senior roles and the proportion of pay or bonuses that should be attached to this.
0: So there's no target. It's very different from the old government target for non-executives, for example, at hitting a 25% number or, or uh, any number over a certain time frame.
1: Exactly. A number of banks already signed up to the charter, I should say, including Lloyds, Barclays, HSBC and RBS. But if other financial services companies fail to do so, then there'll be another review in about nine months' time to see how successful it has been on a voluntary basis.
0: Well, you've been speaking to Jane Angadia as well. So let's hear from the woman herself what she has to say about the topic.
2: My own view is that targets do work, and so L and G, for example, have been really successful in setting the objective to get to 50% of their workforce being male and 50% female by 2020. 50-50 by 2020, and we Virgin Money decided to adopt that as well. And I encourage everybody, all firms, to set their own internal targets. But the reason that I don't think it's right to be prescriptive is I think that this is something that needs to be done thoughtfully. And the Lord Davis review showed that actually he suggested that 25% minimum women representation in boards, he's achieved that, and that was a voluntary approach. And so broadly, our view has been that we shouldn't be interfering in the way in which financial services companies run their businesses But we should be encouraging them to think about how they might run their businesses more fairly in terms of gender balance and and in the end, I hope, ultimately diversity balance and actually with a better economic output because there's so much data out there that shows that organisations that have proper balance actually produce
1: superior financial results. And in terms of some of the criticism that's come out with regards to suggesting that just by attaching pay to having more women in senior roles, that this could mean some organisations end up just promoting women in order to get higher pay. Do you think that's a potential problem? I don't
2: believe it should be a problem at all, provided that we get to a place where the leadership teams of all financial services organisations take this issue as seriously and address it with the same level of attention and quality as they do all of their other KPIs and financial results you say, Emma, that there is sort of criticism around the remuneration point. If I'm really honest, I simply don't get it. And the reason that I don't get it is, if this is an issue that we should take seriously, which I passionately believe it is, if this is an issue that really drives superior economic performance, which we can definitely demonstrate, then it should be an issue, I think, that finds its way into the corporate boardroom and the execo table because it's something that's right for business and so linking pay to that outcome seems to me to be completely sensible and of course I do feel that that's validated today by the fact that so many significant financial services companies have signed up to the charter that supports the review and have confirmed that they will be announcing their own strategy appointing their own executive and attaching executive remuneration to the achievement of gender
1: targets. What would you say are the main reasons you found as to why women haven't been able to move up um, from the sort of permafrost situation in the middle to the top senior executive roles. We had a a YouGov survey that was responded to by
2: just under, I think, 3,200 people, just over 75% of them, interestingly, women, and many of them at the level where you defer to the permafrost. Mm -hmm. And um, they came back with 10 things that they felt could be done when the data was analysed that would help... Address some of the issues that have sort of come up with this conclusion. and they're really interesting, and I was pleased today that a number of people said that this feedback meant that their report had some real practical teeth, if you like. And the first was that many men and women say that they absolutely need a supportive line manager in order to feel that they can progress properly in a way that works for their lives. and so, you know, you might have an organisation with a CEO that's supportive, but if the management and leadership skills don't permeate through the business, then actually as an individual in a local team, if I happen to have a bad line manager or a line manager that does suffer from unconscious bias or who does believe it's right for people to work all the hours that God sends or doesn't create a flexible working culture, then actually all of the good work at the top's undone, and so. One of the big recommendations from the report is that organisations look at their line managers and make sure that they're properly investing in the development of those managers as people. And that feels to me like a really rich vein for us to tap. Help line managers to help their teams to succeed. I think that's really powerful. The second thing people said was, don't like the culture of financial services. People tend not to like a culture of being present. I mean, I think that's particularly true in the investment banks, actually, that people feel in order to succeed, you've got to work literally dawn to dusk with very little flexibility. People tended not to like their sort of win at all costs culture. And so, quite a number of people said, you know, if we could make this culture feel more inclusive and more flexible, then I would be prepared to commit myself to it more and then the third one in terms of ranking was that people said we've got such powerful technology in the world today why can't we use that more in order to support me working flexibly wherever I am and I have total sympathy for that because actually that's what I do that's how I keep my life sane Mm -hmm. you know I work a lot but because I can work wherever I am (laughs) and I think that you know if we can trust people to work wherever they are and give them the technology to do so then it empowers and liberates so many lives. And those were the three top reasons that people gave us for that they felt could really improve banking. And not one of those directly mentions childcare.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com slash podcasts. only from rustolium